Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Michael Jimenez, halftime. Yes, sir. It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250-1033-FM. We're on the go at sasportstar.com. What's going on? Happy Monday. My name's Michael Jimenez, your host from 12 to 2. Happy start to the week. Happy start to spring break for many of y'all out there. Here at halftime, we do sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. Again, Mike Jimenez with you from 12 to 2. James Pledge, you're riding shotgun today. What's going on, Pledge? Well, I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah, you dared me to say the yes, sir, to you start the to show. You had to get it in. It, it's, I, this illness that I've had, it just won't go away. And once again, you're trying to give everybody else here. I appreciate that. I only have so many sick days. That's the thing. You know, I think I have five for the year, and I used (laughs) one. But fortunately, Aggie basketball kind of let me take the day off on Thursday and Friday. Then they got snubbed on top of it all. So we're going to get into that. They got snubbed big time. Big show. Cowboys making lots of moves and a lot of pissed off Cowboy fans. You think Aggie fans are upset right now. You should see what Cowboy fans are thinking right now hey are the spurs secretly tanking they got pop's big victory his big record winning victory on friday and then saturday night proceed to sit out three of the best players i think the spurs are secretly tanking and i'm okay with that you know right now teams are lining up for deshaun watson services pledge you were right and one of those teams is near and dear to my heart Mm. So we'll talk about how big of a hypocrite I'm going to be this upcoming (laughs) football season. We're going to say happy birthday to one of my favorite movies, which turns 30 years old this week. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a big show. Good times. But, man, I'm trying to get into it. So, again, my voice normally booms. Normally I have a really loud voice. But right now it's a little bit scratchy, man. But uh, welcome back to the show. Again, we do sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. We're live on Facebook and YouTube right now. You could leave a comment or two. The Kobasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656-ESPN if you want to talk about any of this. Pledger is waving at people on Facebook and YouTube right now because dude is wearing a brand new jersey, or is it a vintage jersey? Oh, this is vintage. I bought this at the All-Star Game down at the Alamo Dome that year. Wow. Yeah, you went back to your mom's house and got all your old stuff out. Very nice. Do we have breaking news? We is do that have breaking news. Waving your phone. Let's do it. This is breaking news from San Antonio Sports Star. So there has been a lot of NFL movement as we are in the legal tampering period for NFL free agency. Becomes official on Wednesday, but we have a quarterback off the board already as the Pittsburgh Steelers post Roethlisberger era will start with Mitchell Trubisky, this according to the NFL Network. Wow. We need to get Reed Jay on the phone to talk about this. 
because he's a you know he's a former Bears fan. Yeah, you know he's a Bears fan, so he has seen what Trubisky can do. Trubisky is interesting because he was one of the first, I like him. He's one of the first quarterbacks taken off the board off the draft a few years ago, and he just stumbled out of the gates and played horribly. But in the last season, Trubisky wasn't that bad. He showed promise, and he's used to playing in cold weather, which is what it is over in Pittsburgh. I don't think it's that bad of a deal. I think it's a great deal. Did they say how much they signed him for? No, I haven't seen the contract details yet. All it says is that the Steelers are signing Mitchell Trubisky as the new starter. As the new starter. So it's not to come and compete. It says it is as, as the, the starter. new starter. Very interesting. Poor Mason Rudolph. I know. <laughs> I mean, the guy gets pummeled like crazy, and then he loses this job, losing this starting gig. Very nice. Now, you were talking to me earlier before the show started that there were other moves going on. Two big ones. One involving Two the Cleveland year Browns. Deal, by the way, just came through. Two-year deal for Trubisky in, in Pittsburgh. And, yeah, a couple other deals. The Dolphins re-signed Emmanuel Ogba. They also added former Cardinals running back Chase Edmonds on a two-year deal. I do, too, because of the system that is run with Mike McDaniel, Mm -hmm. that Shanahan zone run scheme. Chase Edmonds, beware in your fantasy leagues, especially dynasty leagues. You You might want him if somebody's unaware. Try and swing a trade before it's too late. Also, the Cleveland Browns have cut Jarvis Landry, the five-time Pro Bowl wide receiver, early interest from both the Chiefs and the Bills for his services. That Jarvis Landry one's interesting because that was to be expected. That was more of a, it's not that so much that he's a bad player. It was a cap space move. That's mm-hmm. what they were doing there. Keep in mind, they got Amari Cooper from mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys over this weekend, which is why a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans right now are freaking out because... They're confused with what the Cowboys are doing and why they're doing it. And earlier this morning on R&R in the morning, R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys was on. And he was basically asking the question, why are the Cowboys telegraphing everything that they're doing publicly? And when they do that, they lose all leverage in anything that they're doing. That makes so much sense to me. Because the Cowboys traded Amari Cooper for a fifth rounder to Cleveland, and a swapping of six-round draft picks. Exactly. Okay? So, I understand Cowboy fans are upset, but that is the best that they could have done with that scenario. It's a weird thing. The People Cowboys were waiting for him to release him. Right, because if the Cowboys released him, they wouldn't get all this cap space back. It's just weird how the salary cap rules work in the NFL. But by trading them for that fifth rounder and the swapping of six, they got $16 million back in cap space, which they then used to franchise tag... Dalton Schultz, their their young star tight end, and they also re-signed Michael Gallup to a five-year deal, $62.5 million, who's coming off of a left ACL injury. So it's kind of interesting what the Cowboys are doing. They also cut Greg Zerline over the weekend. So the Cowboys are making moves. The problem that Cowboy fans have right now is that they don't feel like those moves are making the team any better. Would you agree? Oh, I absolutely agree. Also, the Cardinals re-signed James Conner on a three-year, $21 million deal. James Conner had a breakout year this year. He did. You know, it, it was kind of one of those things. He had, he had a big year a few years back, then kind of busted, and then came back in a big way last year. That's a very good pickup as well. But let's go back to the Cowboys here. And again, the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656-ESPN. If you need to jump on the therapy couch and talk about the Cowboys, if you want to talk about, hey, Tom Brady also coming back, we'll get into that in a few minutes as well. But man, 
I understand the frustration going on with Cowboy fans right now because they're taking a look around and asking the question, why is the salary cap an issue with our team and not other teams? Yeah, teams like the New Orleans Saints, who are $70 million over the cap, somehow trying to go after Deshaun Watson. They're looking at the salary cap as then this is not that big of a deal. But when it comes to the Cowboys, they're, they're looking at it completely differently. And this, they came into this, this offseason $21, 22000000 million over the cap. They saved $16 million by getting rid of Amari Cooper. But I, I understand why they got rid of Cooper. That's the thing, is that I understand because he was not being used as a wide receiver one. He wasn't getting the targets that a wide receiver one would get, so why pay $20 million for somebody to do that? That's the thing. Did the Cowboys get worse? Well, they did for the time being, but it all depends on how everything plays out. So, Cowboy fans, I'm just going to basically ask you guys, and I'm not a Cowboy fan. Everyone knows who listens to the show knows I am not a Cowboys fan. All I'm saying is, is let it all play out. Let's see what the Cowboys do when it comes to getting a Bobby Wagner, for example. Maybe they draft uh, a good wideout in the first or second round of the draft. Maybe somebody falls to them like Micah Parsons fell to them last year. It's very, very interesting. Tanner Carson, who's our Rock the Mic champ right now, says uh, on Facebook Live, salary cap is a myth. It doesn't actually exist. Okay. But you know what does exist? It, it, it exists in a way. You know what else doesn't exist? You could manipulate it, though. Tanner Carlson. Oh, wait, he was not. He was supposed to be in this weekend, right? Somebody didn't. Well, he was on Saturday with me, uh-huh. but then he realized that you were off on your 40-yard dash by about 50, uh, 25 yards. I, I want to get on that in a little bit later, okay? <laughs> and so somebody didn't show up on Sunday. You're trying to tell me that your 6.37 40-yard dash is really a uh, sub-5 because I, I miscalculated something. By 25 yards, <laughs> Yeah. But what do you think, man? Should Cowboy fans be worried right now? Should they just let it all play out? You got to let it play out because we're looking at half of a picture that's been painted. Yeah. What happens if they sign Bobby Wagner, re-sign Randy Gregory, and bring back Jaron Kirsch? Do you not feel better about that defense even more so than last year? Yeah, you don't need to have three stud receivers. Why do Cowboy fans think that that's what's needed? If C.D. Lamb is the truth, why, do we, why, do, why would we care that that... Amari Cooper goes off and is no longer quote unquote wide receiver one. He wasn't getting wide receiver one targets, wasn't getting wide receiver one production out of him. So save that money and, and deploy it elsewhere. I think the Cowboys need to be a better balanced de- team and focus more on the defense. That would be nice. That would be a, the appropriate thing to do for the Dallas Cowboys if they are going to get better. But the thing is, is that they were going into this offseason thinking to themselves, man, I mean, about a week ago, we were looking at it thinking to ourselves, Cowboys have an easier path than normal. Aaron Rodgers re-signed with, with, with the Green Bay Packers, and he's going to stay another four or five seasons with them. So the Cowboy fans are looking at it thinking to themselves, we just need to beat that team. And maybe the Rams, Super Bowl champions, but the Rams might be offloading a lot of their talent. We saw Russell, West, uh, Russell Wilson go from the NFC to the AFC when he, went, when he was traded to Denver last week. So it was looking like Dak was going to be one of the three best quarterbacks of, in the NFC going into this offseason. But it's interesting what happened yesterday. Tom Brady shocked the sports world in a way. And you know what? It's so funny, Pledge, because I say shocked, but to be honest with you, I wasn't really shocked. Because when he announced that his 40-day retirement is over and that he's coming back 
to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming back to football. And you know what? Ask and you shall receive. The Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656-ESPN. Jerry is on line one, wants to talk about the Cowboys. Jerry, are you worried, my man? I like the trade with uh, Cleveland. Because like I think you said just a few moments ago, we got something in return when if we would have just released them, we would have ate a lot of money. So it kind of helped us drop some money into the salary. Um, like you said, he wasn't getting the throws to him. If CeeDee Lamb is going to be the guy, then he needs to be the number one. And when Dak was in trouble, you know, who was he throwing to? He was throwing to his tight end, kind of like his little safety blanket there. Um, with some of the other crazy stuff going on, with uh, Tom Brady coming back, like, I didn't think he was going to be retired until, like, season started and he was somewhere else, you know, maybe uh, again going back to the you know, football yesterday with Cristiano or whatever, but I didn't think he was going to stay out. Like, he's not that guy. He'll probably play another two, three seasons and so he makes breaks. I don't know. Now, Jerry but says... It is crazy right now. Now, Jerry says that he's okay with the Cowboys getting rid of Amari Cooper because, as he mentioned, they weren't using him as a wide receiver one. Why pay those dollars? It's a very pragmatic take. It's a very sensible take because the Cowboys, again, with that trade... It looks bad, right? I almost feel like Cowboy fans would rather have seen Amari Cooper get cut than that trade because that trade, you're basically only getting a fifth. I mean, you're getting a swapping of six-round picks, but who cares? You're basically only getting a fifth. But the fact of the matter is that they get that cap space back and they get more flexibility for what it is that they try to do. Jerry, thank you for calling in. He mentions Tom Brady. Did not believe that Tom Brady was really, really retired. I didn't either. It's weird because I would have thought that this would have been like news that would have just broken the internet, but it didn't. It's like everyone was like, yeah, we, yeah, knew. Of course. we, we, we knew. I, I tweeted out that he did this to, to spite Adam Schefter for uh, releasing the news that he had, that he was going to announce his retirement. Oh, I thought this was what he gave up for Lent. <laughs> 40 Football days, for baby. 40 days. Football <laughs> for 40 days. I know Rudy J and I were going back and forth on Twitter about how, you know, even though he has a supermodel wife at home, even he gets tired of her. Gas prices hitting that body hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then lo and behold, all the all the soldiers fall back in line. You know, his center resigns, and now we're gonna find out what Gronk does. Although he did lose his guard, Kappa apparently gonna go to the Bengals. Well, Bengals are a good team, you know, so I it, it's it's not that bit big of a fall off, but uh it's interesting because the Bucks, man, they were so close to making it back and repeating. They fell behind to the Rams in the playoff game back in January. Big turnaround, big comeback, sent it to OT. Everybody thought that the Bucs were going to win that game because, again, Brady is Brady. But the Rams somehow pulled it out and won that game 30-27. to So it's interesting to see Brady come back. But now we're looking at it. Who are the big teams in the NFC right now? I would say it's the Packers, the Bucs. That's Rams. the Rams. Depending on, on what they do in the offseason, but I'd say the Rams, obviously. And then probably the Cowboys right now are the fourth best team in the NFC, and they're not getting better, at, at least as of right now. But it's going to be interesting because the Cowboys have lots of things that they can do in the offseason when it comes to the first-round draft pick. I would not be surprised if they go interior linemen. I would not be surprised if they do something in the secondary. would not be surprised if they go after a wideout. The Cowboys are going to be in the position to take the best player that's available that will help your team. And that's what they did last year with Micah Parsons. They didn't want Micah Parsons. If Micah Parsons was available 
If, if, if the Cowboys were drafting 10 and Micah Parsons was available, they wouldn't have taken him. They fell to him at 12 because J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan were drafted before him. Those were the two targets. So And they uh, traded back and got him. They traded back and got him. Very nice. Very nice. But, uh, man, lots going on in the NFL. Again, lots of moves. We talked about the fact that Mitchell Trubisky is now your new starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Amazing. I like I low key like that signing. I uh, yeah, it, it's it's not a sexy signing, but it might be an efficient signing because it might be one of those things where they decide to 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 zag when everyone else is zigging. If everyone's paying 40 to 50 million dollars for a quarterback, maybe they only sign one for 20 and deploy that money elsewhere. That's what I'm looking at there. Spurs back in action tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's a good team. That's a very good team. We're going to break down that game in the 1 o'clock hour. But I was more interested in talking about the fact that I believe that the Spurs sent out the signal Saturday night that they are, in fact, tanking. That is my impression right now. Because the Spurs got win 1,336 for Coach Pop on Friday night. It was fantastic. I loved watching it. I loved how it came down to the very end against the Jazz and how the, the, the Spurs celebrated with Pop. We're not going to let him off the court. They were going to you know dump some water on him and jump up and down with him. It was a beautiful sight. My wife and I were in bed watching on TV, and we loved it. And then the very next day, what did the Spurs do? At that point, the Spurs are one game out, one game out of the 10 spot for the play-in tournament. And what do they do the next game? They sit Yaka Pertle. They sit DeJounte Murray. They sit Keldon Johnson. This is the second time in a week and a half that they sat all three of those players. And guess what? The Spurs lost that game that they sat out. So I'm thinking to myself, this is an indication to me that the Spurs are taking. The Spurs don't want to be in the playing tournament. I'm sure the players do. Don't get me wrong. Players don't tank. But franchises can and will. We've seen that in the NFL. But I'm looking at it, if the Spurs really... I mean, these guys are in their early 20s, mid-20s. You're telling me that they can't play a back-to-back game? You're telling me they can't play three games in four nights, especially if they're at home the entire time? Are you telling me that they can't do that? To me, this was a strong signal of saying, hey, we kind of like having a top eight pick. We'd be happy with that. Right now, the Spurs are two games behind New Orleans for that 10th spot. Also in the way is Portland. So... And then as of right now, the Spurs hold on to Toronto's number one pick, which is at number 17. And right now, Boston's has fallen to number 21. But again, the Spurs own that one as well. So right now, as of right now, before the ping pong balls, before the lottery, the Spurs are holding 7, 17, and 21. And that fluctuates kind of daily when it comes to that. But pledge, we taking? I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm not complaining. But isn't it becoming obvious, though, that that's what they're doing? I was told the Spurs don't tank. You know, I've heard that, too. But uh, we got some guy from the Virgin Islands back in the late 90s because we did. No, I was told that that's not true. I know. And when you, when you show Associated Press reports and San Antonio Express news reports showing that Robinson was available in February and he never came back. But I kept I, I keep being told by everybody that I'm making things up and that they've never tanked. The injuries were the reason that they... Managed to get Tim Duncan that year. Hal Greenbaum on Facebook reaches out and says, Totally agree with Michael. No need for load management in that situation unless you don't care about making the plan. I think we're getting the idea. And I'm okay with it. 
Keegan Murray is going to be available around seven or eight. I mean, that's a, you know, Johnny Davis might be available around seven or eight. Who knows? Maybe you strike gold for a third time. I know. Spurs right now, if the, if the season ended right now, the Spurs would have essentially a one in three chance of moving up into the top four. Roughly an eight to nine percent chance of getting the number one overall spot. That's a good place to be. Because again, why have the 17 pick and the 21 pick if you're going to, if your top pick, if your number seven pick is going to slide down to nine or 10? Why? So you can trade one of them to move back up to seven? That makes absolutely no sense. I don't think the Spurs are playing for the plane anymore. I think that, that that ship has sailed. Spurs playing tonight against Minnesota, a very, very good team. We'll break that game down at one o'clock. But, uh, Pledge. You are laughing like crazy right now. What's going on? Oh, I'm just looking at uh, something that you really enjoy doing, um, looking at odds yeah. in Vegas. Uh-huh. Despite throwing zero touchdowns for zero yards and zero interceptions in 2021, Deshaun Watson has the third shortest odds to win the MVP next season. Nice. We're going to get into that at 1.30. I mean, 12.30, rather. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole thing about the, uh, the uh, leaping forward or springing forward has really thrown me off today. I woke up this morning. It was 10 o'clock. That threw me off, man, because normally I wake up around 8.30, but I kind of stayed in, you know? So, hey, March Madness begins tomorrow, really in full swing on Thursday, okay? So tomorrow we have the play-in games for March Madness. But taking a look at it, a lot of pissed-off Aggie fans, and man, I get it. I absolutely get it, because I enjoyed watching Texas A&M play the past couple of weeks. But they were probably the biggest snub out there when it came to the field. And I get it, man, because this is a team that was getting hot at the right time. That's the problem with this snub. This is an Aggie team that lost a lot of games in a row. We're talking about eight games in a row in January and February. But turned it around. The the, the lights came on midway through February, and they were on a tear. Made it all the way to the SEC championship game. Finished the season 23-11. and you would think, and, and they're also 500 in the SEC, made it far into the tournament. You would think that it would be enough. And in fact, there are some players, some teams that made it as an at-large that are ranked lower than A&M. I get it. They did get snubbed. But, uh, man, it's going to be NIT all year long or all week long for that team. So feel bad for the Aggies out there. Again, they lost eight in a row midway through the season. But, man, they were on fire but let's take a look at some Texas teams that made it to the, the uh, big dance. Baylor is the top seed in the East bracket, which is the same bracket that Texas is in as a six seed. Texas Tech is a three seed out in the West. They're going to have to battle Gonzaga and Duke to make their way to the Final Four. Houston and Tennessee are the only Texas teams in the South bracket. They're at six and nine. And Texas A&M Corpus Christi plays tomorrow trying to be a 16 seed. We're going to be out and about, so halftime and the Blitz will be out at Twin Peaks on Thursday and Friday. I believe we're at the Westover Hills location, the 151 location, on Thursday. Yes. And on Friday, we'll be at Park North, which is basically what used to be Central Park Mall, over off of 410 and Blanco. We'll be there on Friday. So again, you can come watch the games with us, maybe uh, have a little bit of action with us. I know I'm going to be putting some money down on these games. That's That's what it's for, right? It's the best time of the year for sports betting. But, hey, I want to thank everybody out there for reaching out um, over the weekend and wishing me a happy birthday. Number 45, my 45th trip around the sun. Way to go, Turk. Yeah, 45. And I had to ask the question, am I officially old? Pledge, you're 41, right? You're 40? 
I'm 40. I'll be 41 next month. You're going to be 41. Do you feel that you are old? Absolutely not. So what makes somebody old? That's the thing, because I have a poll out on Twitter, and 181 people have voted so far. And it was a very simple question. When is somebody officially old? Is it 40, 45, is it 50, or 55? And right now, 66% of people say that I'm not old yet, because 38% said 55, 28% said 50, and then we had 12% at 45 and 22% at 40. It's a state of mind. I can believe that. I can believe that. But I think it's also where you are in life as well. I mean, oh, yeah. No you, kids makes it very easy for me to be. Right. I mean, you can be still. You can be 45 years old and be a grandfather or a grandmother and maybe feel old. But, uh, hey, man, uh, we're going to be uh, – people are asking about our brackets and whatnot. I'll be releasing mine sometime soon. Probably, probably on Wednesday I'll release my bracket. But I'm super excited about the March Madness going on. Uh, Paul Contu reaches out on Facebook Live and says – the answer is age 60. Uh, one of my favorite ones was um, Laker Girl says, when you're in a casket is when you're old. <laughs> That's true. Deontay Rose says, it's a mindset, bro. Um, Told you. Yeah. We have another one says that he feels old at 35. And then the most popular post was when, it, when they post a poll about when is somebody officially old, that is when you are old. That was my favorite response over the weekend. <laughs> But you know what? It was so bad, Pledge, that I could not go Friday night to Joe Reinagle's party over at Slackers, which I was gonna gonna kind of hijack there as my birthday, and also for Quinn Hudson as well. Who, by the way, Quinn Hudson, March fourteenth is his birthday. Rock the mic, champ number five. Happy birthday to Quinn! But man, I, I missed nothing, right? I, I, there was no fun to be had out there. Yeah, it wasn't fun at all. You're, it's a good thing you stayed home. Man, I saw so I, I saw the photos online. So much fun! I saw the photos online, and I don't know why I'm still sick, man. I'm still sick, but uh, man, because you you're know, weak. I'm weak. Yeah, it's the first time I've been sick in about two years, man. You know, I've had all the hand sanitizer. I've had all the masks and whatnot. See, it knocked down your immune system. You're not used to getting all that stuff in you consistently. Now that it's there, you're like, oh, I don't know how to handle this. But I'm happy to be alive because, again, one of the things I posted on Twitter this weekend was somebody apparently was trying to jump me in the parking lot at a what? shopping center on Saturday night. And it was so funny, man, because I was I was leaving this establishment. I don't want to say where it was, but it was on Culebra Road, right? I'm walking out, and I'm going to my, my, my call spot. the establishment out, but you'll call the whole portion of town out. <laughs> okay, but it was near Alamo Ranch. Okay, it wasn't. It isn't West Side Culebra. It was Alamo Ranchy uh, uh, Culebra Road. Okay, so I'm walking out of this establishment, and I'm going to my my car, and I see two guys right there standing behind a car, and there's like a two or three foot gap between the back of the car and them. So I have a choice: I either go between them. Or I go around them to get to my car. It is dark outside. There's no one else outside. Uh, it's a pretty crowded parking lot, but there was nobody outside. I walk around these two guys. And as I'm walking around them, I could, I could hear them walking. And one goes to the car, their car, and one seems to be going closer and closer to me. And, I, and do you ever get that feeling that you're being followed or that someone's getting closer and closer? And I'm getting closer to my car, and I turn around real fast, and this dude was like three inches from me, Pledge. He was three inches from me, 
And he and I just stared at each other, nose to nose, for like three seconds. And then? The guy, we didn't blink. Neither of us blinked. He just turned around and got in the car that his buddy was in. He, he jogged back to the car where his buddy was in, and they took off. So, I kind of feel that if I hadn't turned around, he was going to try to hit me. I, I, I get that feeling, that sense. But, uh, so, like I said, I was... Was it the same car that parks outside your house? <laughs> no. But that car's gone away. That car's gone away. <laughs> hey, we have a lot to come here on Halftime. San Antonio Sports Star. Again, we do sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. When we come back, the, the very latest on Deshaun Watson... Teams are lining up. So, again, the law says that they're not going to press charges against Deshaun Watson, and now teams are lining up for his services. We're going to say happy birthday to one of my favorite movies that turned 30 years old today. And, again, we'll talk more about the Spurs. We'll preview the game against the T-Wolves. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Take a break from the this is Halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. On the go at SASportsStar.com. What's up? My name's Michael Jimenez. Hey, big thanks to Primo Processing. My God. They surprised us here at the station. Primo Processing, they do uh, wild game and domestic processing for uh, butchering and things like that out in Hondo. Basically, you kill it, they turn it into meat. Exactly. 830-521-DEER. They were out here today, and they uh, surprised me with a box of goodies. So my wife, we're going to be having water buffalo pretty soon, because Rob Thompson was talking all about it. He was saying that this is amazing, that it's not gamey. That it tastes good. A lot of it's like burgers. They gave us like jerky. That's um, amazing. The zebra beef sticks were so good. Okay, first of all, I had to ask the question, is this real zebra? And yes. apparently it is. Yes. I've never had zebra. So because I go to New Orleans a lot, you know, to spend some time with my daughter who's in college over there and I like to vacation over there. Um, I tried turtle this year. I tried alligator. Just various things I've never tried good. before. But uh, I've never had zebra, and I've never had water buffalo. But again, that is what's in the freezer right now, ready for me to take home. And some Nile. What is that? It's like a African Plains type of antelope-ish style. Interesting. Very nice. Again, Primo Processing. They're coming on as one of our sponsors. They're out in Hondo, and again, you can reach out to them at 830-521-DEER. You can also reach out to them on Facebook, Primo Processing, or on their website, primo-processing.com. Welcome back to Halftime. We do sports, pop culture, and nostalgia around here. People already roasted me on Facebook and YouTube. Chris Gonzalez, which is out on YouTube, and says... That dude wanted to jump you because you gave Warriors a bad review. You know what, Chris? That was a bad take. I'm going to tell you why. Because three people tweeted that at me earlier this week, saying that if I had watched the whole movie and paid better attention to it, I could have made it home safely. Again, I think I was getting jumped. I think I stopped it because I turned around quickly and I stared the dude down. Tariq reaches out and says... What if the guy noticed you as a fan and wanted to take a picture and realize how bad it looked and ran off? Thank you. I love our fans. I know. Again, I, I like what Carolina says. We don't have fans. We have listeners. And we have diehard listeners. Fan sounds a little bit 
odd. Fine. I love our listeners. No, Carolina has fans because they bring her food. Yeah. Those are fans. I have listeners, right? But it, it's it's fascinating. Yeah, and I love everybody who reaches out to us on Facebook and YouTube and rags on me. I have the thickest skin in the world, man. It's so funny. I I, I enjoy all of this. But, I know, uh, because you're an acquired hypocrite. I'm an acquired taste. I'm an acquired hypocrite. And I will be the most hypocritical I've ever been in my sports fan life. The moment I get a Deshaun Watson Saints jersey. Who could have foreseen this coming? <laughs> I know. I, if I, only there was somebody on these airwaves. I hope the world would have been a better place. But, man, <laughs> Deshaun Watson on Friday got the greatest of news for him in the sense that he's not going to face criminal charges. He's going to face a suspension from the NFL, right? He will probably will miss. He? Yes, he will. He will. Contra- conduct detrimental to the league. I just say, will he? Because everybody looks to point at what happened with Zeke and right. Tom But that was a different time and a different age. Now, when's the last time Roger Goodell really punished somebody without hard evidence? Calvin Ridley, he had hard evidence. He hasn't done anything with Antonio Brown, and there's been multiple instances with him, including things that the very things that Deshaun Watson's being accused of. If he's being accused of groping, if he's being accused of sexual assault, it's very difficult to have evidence there. I'm aware. I'm just saying in terms of the shield, plus he's already sat out an entire season. It's kind of like when a, in the NCAA, a team goes, we're going to impose sanctions on ourselves right. to lessen the punishment from the league itself. So you're saying time served time served is, is basically it. Well, you know, teams are lining up, and the two teams that have kind of stepped up to the front and said, me, me, over here, teacher, teacher, over here, look at me, look at me, Carolina Panthers, which makes sense. It makes a lot of sense at Carolina, and your New Orleans Saints. <gasps> oh, my God. Do you think that would bring uh, Sean Payton out of retirement, too, that much yeah, like Tom that, Brady? Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be funny? Be like, I'm back, baby. Just bring me back as offensive coordinator. No, uh, it, it's one of those things where sports is interesting because it says a lot about you as a person sometimes. And I know that it's it, it's easy to be hypocritical in this in this this in in, in being a sports fan. I'm going to give you an example in San Antonio. When Robert Ori played for the Spurs, after Robert Ori played for the Lakers for so many years and played for the Rockets for so many years, and we cheered against him for so long, and the second that he came to San Antonio, we embraced him. And on top of that, it's because of him that we have a 2005 title over the Detroit Pistons. Hip check. The, the hip check against uh, Steve Nash and, uh, and the Suns back in the day, which again led to another big playoff run. We are hypocrites when it comes to players. You know, if LeBron, if, if the Spurs drafted Bronny James and LeBron played in the silver and black for his last season in, in the NBA, we would all cheer and embrace LeBron James. It is what it is, but it'd be a tough pill to swallow, man, because, you know, I'm a girl dad and, and I, I I believe I'm not going to say that all 22 of these ladies are being honest, but I'm saying that all 22 are not lying. That's the thing. And, you know, this was beyond a, he said, she said, this was a, he said versus two dozen women said almost. So it's going to be very hypocritical if my team does get Deshaun Watson but then that that brings up the point. Do you disavow your team? Do you go away from your team because you don't like somebody personally? You know, look at what the Lakers did with Kobe Bryant. Laker fans still embrace Kobe Bryant. 
And what he was accused of might have been even worse than what was done over here. Um, maybe not as grand with the number of people, but then you take a look at Ben Roethlisberger. He got um, embraced by the people of Pittsburgh after all the accusations against him. Got a grand send off this year. Yeah. And, 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 and so did Kobe Bryant, you know? So yeah. Um, I don't want it to happen, but at the same time, I don't want my team to be two and 15 next year either. Uh, I'm a little bit tired of seeing Taysom Hill under center. But I'm going to be a complete hypocrite when it comes to it. I know that I will be. I'm going to smile if they don't get him. And then I'm going to smile if they do get him. But I'll be doing that in a different room from James Pledger. I just, like I said from, from the get-go, if this happens and your tenor changes, all I want is my just do. Yeah. Because I saw this coming. But isn't sports fandom that way? Isn't sports it fandom is. hypocritical in many ways? I mean, like, like Amari Cooper can come in and the Cowboys could play Amari Cooper and we would be cheering for him to get, you know, to, to be tackled, to be, you know, whatever, you know, go get him. You know, it, it's one of those things where when they wear your jerseys, when they wear your colors, they're just part of your family at that point. And it, and I hate this phrase. Because it means nothing, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And right now, but it makes sense to some of these teams. I think New Orleans and Carolina both make sense. A lot of sense. Because you take a look at the teams that have gotten quarterbacks. Pittsburgh has already made their move. They got Mitchell Trubisky today. Denver has made their move by getting Russell Wilson. Um, you can say that Seattle needs a quarterback, or are they going to give Drew Locke that, uh, that position over there? Tampa now has Tom Brady coming back. So the number of teams that are outright looking for a quarterback right now that are willing to pay that price point mm -hmm. and that have weapons to pull, to, 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 to have around him, it shrinks. I will say this in regards to Watson, because Trubisky is now going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we uh, broke the news earlier in the show, remember, the Giants were in on hard on him. Joe Shane, the GM from Buffalo, Brian Dable, the head, co uh, the offensive coordinator from Buffalo, now both in place as the head coach and GM with the New York Giants. They previously came out and said that they would not be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. But now that Mitchell Trubisky, who they were chasing hard, is off the board, does that change things for the New York Giants? You know, because that's another division. And a team with the assets. The problem is that you'll take a look at that. They have no offensive line. That's an offensive line that is just tragically bad. And why does Carolina make sense? Because Charlotte is a two-hour drive from Clemson University where Deshaun Watson played college ball. He's loved over there. And three hours from where he grew up in Georgia. In Georgia. That's right. It's, it's, it's the middle ground between the two. Uh, the Saints make sense because they have weapons. It makes sense because of the 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 population, because of of um, you know it's 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 so not it's a less moving cost. Yeah, it, it, it's Houston to New Orleans is a much easier move than Houston to. Well, Carolina. I mean, it's beyond that, dude. I I'm mean, joking. you know, I I know that you're saying that. I mean, you know, <laughs> he, he he doesn't have to pay two guys and a and a and a truck to what? go to go That's far. That's not who moves him. <laughs> You know, but, you know, you take a look at New Orleans, though, man. It, it's the environment there. It's a party atmosphere there. Um, you know, he'd be the toast of the town. And, and you know, the great thing about it, though, 
is that he wouldn't be succeeding Drew Brees immediately. You have that one-year gap with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, and now you can say it's it's Deshaun's team. He would Did have Alvin Kamara around him. Oh, the Ian Book era—that was amazing. That was that was. You are all in times. on the Ian Book era. Oh man, you know what? You have to pump yourself up, man. I mean, the Cowboys were all up on Cooper Rush for a while there, but that it, that that's part of being a fan, man. That's that's just you got to psych yourself up. <sighs> man, good times, good times. You had a good time this weekend. You saw Batman for a second time. I did. Tell me about it. It, even watching it a second time, it is better than the first. It is such a well done movie. All of the actors and actresses played such a great role, role from Robert Pattinson to Zoe Kravitz to Paul Dano to an unrecognizable Colin Farrell to John Turturro to Jeffrey Wright. Like they just killed it in every aspect and the cinematography and the score of the movie. It's just, it is the best Batman movie I've ever seen. And I'm not afraid to say that. I wanted to see it this weekend. I really did. But my, my wife asked me, what do you want to do for your birthday? I said, I just want to do something low key. Let's go to the movies. And then I looked and it was two hours and 55 minutes and I just Mm -hmm. couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. In the one o'clock hour, we'll talk about the movie that I did watch. And I'm going to tell you this much, Pledge. It was false advertising all around for this movie. Oh. Complete false advertising. We're going to get into that at 1.30. Hey, when we come back, happy birthday to one of my favorite movies. We'll be getting into that. Breaking down the Spurs and T-Wolves tonight. And we'll also get into March Madness. I cannot believe it's finally here, baby. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's Rob Thompson. Join Rudy J and I tomorrow morning from 7 till 10 on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. Yeah. This is why I'm hot. Admit it, Pledge. This is why I'm hot. You get you go crazy the song back in the day. This is why I'm hot. Get a little nostalgic over here in San Antonio Sports Star. This is halftime. Sports, pop culture, nostalgia. This is why I'm hot. Was the number one song in the United States 15 years ago today. Now here's a sports angle to it all. Did you know that that was the song played whenever A Rod would go to bat? He used it that entire season. So that was that was his jam. Which which reminds me, pledge. If you were a baseball player. What song would you want to have as they introduce you to go up to bat? Because back in the day, believe it or not, for many years, the number one song being played was either Enter Sandman by Metallica or Parting the USA by Miley Cyrus. Those were the two most popular ones for many, many years. I would probably, I don't know, man. It's probably I would probably do something grungy myself. That just shows my age. But uh, Pledge, do you have any songs that you would choose? Maybe Kesha? Nice! Nice. <laughs> Probably Blow, right? This place is about to blow. Probably. Or uh, maybe some Paramore. Very nice. We are showing our age. Again, I am showing my age. I am now 45 years old. I cannot believe it, man. But welcome back to Halftime. We do sports, pop culture, nostalgia here. You know, I was really excited because I like researching nostalgic things. And one of my favorite movies growing up, or I don't want to say growing up, it came out when I was 15 years old, was number one, 
back on March 14th of 1992. Here's a listen. You were serious about that? Ooh, what song was that? What movie was that? Joe Pesci, baby. My Cousin Vinny was number one here in the U.S. back in 1992. I was 15 years old. I was a freshman in high school at Holmes High School back in the day. And you I remember serious about that. I remember seeing this movie. And the crazy thing is, Pledger, Marissa Tomei is still hot. Aunt May is still hot. Her cross-examination in the car scene was awesome. Oh, I know. <laughs> what about, one of the great lines of that movie was, uh, can, is it okay if I, if I treat her as a hostile witness? You think I'm hostile now? Wait till later. <laughs> oh, my God. Very nice. She won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for that movie. And people still believe, there's like this urban legend that uh, Jack Palance read her name as a joke. But I, I feel bad, man, because right now, to this day, she has to live this down. And the, and the, the Oscars are saying, no, no, she legitimately won. But it was a big upset back in 1993 when she took home that, that crown. But uh, welcome back to halftime. Hey, congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. The Chief Star quarterback got married over the weekend to Brittany Matthews out in Hawaii. Beautiful photos that you can see on TMZ Sports. Uh, she wore a, a, a custom-made Versace dress. Very, very beautiful. Their child was also there. So congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. You know, um, I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan, but I'm one of the ones, get off my lawn, where I'm a little bit kind of frustrated with his wife and his brother. They're just so easy to hate. They're, but why the wife? The wife, not, not as much as the brother. The brother is there takes it to, brother takes it to another level. But the wife, you know, spraying people down with champagne or beer and whatnot from the Get stands. Over it. Come on, man. Dude, if I'm at a game and I'm getting sprayed down by some woman upstairs and she's throwing champagne on me to celebrate. box? Yes. I'm excited, especially oh. after that game of all games. After that, that Chiefs Bills overtime epic, like I am relishing in the champagne. Get off my lawn! But the brother, when you see videos of him doing TikToks for like three minutes at a time, when he's trying to get it right, and he's on the side of the sidelines, why is he even allowed there? I don't understand that. Why does he have, you know, tickets or the the passes to be on the field during the game? That I don't understand. Your family gets passes to be field level. I understand it'd be field level, but I'm talking about being at the pylon on the yes, field. Yes, that's part of field level. Every fan, so every every player gets that, or is it just the star players? Star players. Okay, okay. I need a new show pledge. Why? I'm so. What dis- happened? I'm so depressed, man. You don't understand. I finished Yellowstone yesterday. Okay. Season four wrapped it up. Me and my wife. We will give this a grade. Both of us give this a grade. Ooh. Of a plus. It was an excellent show, and I cannot wait for season five, which I heard got greenlit for a 14-episode season. It's going to be split into two sub-seasons, right? There'll be a a uh, seven-episode season and another seven-episode season. But I need a new show, so reach out to us on Facebook and on YouTube. I'm also on Twitter, by the way, at MikeESPNSA. Pledger is at IamPledger. What show should I watch next? Because I'm going back, and I tell you what, I've done a very good job of picking shows recently. Succession, I gave an A. Mad Men, an A+. Went back in time to watch that one. Um, you know, Never Have I Ever, I really liked. It's a Love is Blind. A Love is Blind, I did not go all the way through. Oh, okay. you didn't? No. Because you were all in on that. 
when you've seen one, you've seen them all. I was really excited to get Carolina excited about that show. But I need a new show. Zero, zero, zero was fantastic on Amazon. Do I go back and pivot and do 1883, which is the prequel to Yellowstone? That's what everyone else is doing. I know, but it has Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. And for some reason, Faith Hill just annoys me. Tim McGraw is a good actor, right? People think of him as, oh, he's a superstar country singer. That's how I think of him. No, he's the, he's the father in The Blind Side, with the opposite of, uh, of uh, was he? Sandra Bullock. Yeah, hmm. he was without a beard on that one. No, I don't know, man. I, I they, 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 they played some 1883 inside of Yellowstone, where, where they're kind of alluding teasing to it. it, teasing it, if you will. It's, 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 it's like a flashback scene. Uh, but man, Yellowstone with Kevin Costner, which is on Peacock, by the way. First three, first three seasons are on Peacock. Season four comes out March 28th on Peacock. Highly, highly, highly recommend. That is one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Absolutely love it. Yes. I would say I saw the previews of this. I think it's coming out on Apple TV, I believe. Yeah. Uh, is a Tom Hanks thing where he is the manager of Elvis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that, too. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, too, because uh, the guy that is playing Elvis looks like him. And it's, it's, it, and it's, it's, it's a bio-pick? Good call. I called it a biopic a few, a few weeks ago. I remember. You, you gave me grief about it. I did. Another half I'm hour. I'm glad you remembered. <laughs> but I didn't know the answer, though. But another hour of halftime to come here on San Antonio Sports Star. Again, sports, pop culture, nostalgia. We're going to break down tonight's big game between the Spurs and T-Wolves. Get deeper into March Madness. And, man, talk about getting suckered. We're talking false advertising for a movie that I saw this weekend. And it's kind of weird because complete false advertising... But I still liked it. This is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. You were serious about that? Michael Jimenez. Halftime. It's hour number two of halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. We're on the go at com. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Search San Antonio Sports Star, like and subscribe. Leave us some comments. Also on Twitter, I'm at Mike ESPNSA. Pledger, who's my co-host today, is at I am Pledger. Again, we go till two o'clock. Sports, pop culture, nostalgia, and some trash talk. Apparently, because over the weekend, Pledger said something to me that really kind of burned me a little bit, man. It, it made me feel bad. And it's about Spurs fans. It's about Cowboy fans. So listen up here. Pledger called me and said, you know, right now, Spurs fans are sounding more and more like Cowboy fans. And I got slightly offended. Okay, I'm a huge Spurs fan. I am not a Cowboys fan. But I got a little bit offended by this. Because... Apparently, you were in a conversation with Rock the Mic champ, birthday boy, Quinn Hudson, mm-hmm. about who is the best basketball team from the state of Texas. And you were saying, well, it's the Mavericks because the Mavericks have a better record, right? You know, the Mavericks are, are going to make the playoffs. They're sure. 42 and 26. And you, we know the Rockets are not playing well and the Spurs are not playing well. And you were coming out and saying that Spurs fans sound like Cowboy fans who basically lean back and rely on past glory and past victories. Look at the rings. Count how many titles. 
And you were saying that we are sounding like, like cowboy fans. Please explain yourself here. I think you explained it perfectly. I want to hear from your mouth what happened. Okay. so How, Why did this all start? Uh, we're just having a conversation, and all of a sudden other people start jumping into the conversation, whether it's Twitter and social media. So I, I, I was legitimately asking, so who's the best team in the NBA in the state of Texas? Because it's far and away the Mavericks. They have a superstar player in Luka Doncic. They have at least a chance because of that to compete for a title. They are, you know, what, where are they currently? Fifth in the Western Sixth. Conference? Sixth? Uh, fifth. Fifth, you're right. Fifth, right? So, I mean, really good team while the other two are floundering at the bottom and the Spurs are racing away from the playing game, it feels like. And Spurs fans will be like, no, but we've won five titles. It's the Spurs. I was like, where have I heard this before? Oh, right. Five rings a long time ago. Got it. Okay, Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open if you want to get in on this. 656-ESPN. Again, 656-ESPN. Don't forget, there's a lot lot of cross-pollination there, too. Are Spurs fans now sounding like Cowboy fans living on past glory? Now, here's the thing, though. That is not true. I, I'm going to stand up for Spurs fans right now. All right. Because if you want to relive Spurs glory, you can pull out a Blu-ray. But if you want to relive Cowboys glory, you need to find a VCR and pull out a VHS tape. It has been that long. Okay. So 2014, that was only eight years ago. Oh, only. Only a decade ago to almost. It has been eight years. So to, to equate... A, a fan base that is still excited about our players, Tony, Tim, and Manu Popovich and those glory years from 2014, eight years ago. That's completely different than when Cowboy fans try to bring up Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin and all of those guys from the mid nineties. It's completely different How? T- because it's 26 the years compared star, to eight. The biggest stars in the hall of fame. It's 26 years compared to eight. We get to still live in this for 10 or 15 years. And at that point, I would say after 15 years, it's past its prime. It it is expired milk. We shouldn't go back to that. But the thing is, is that San Antonio is also a small market team. And small market teams very rarely win NBA titles, much less win five of them. Whereas the Cowboys are a marquee, are the number one franchise in all of the NFL. They should not go 26 years Without a title, they should not go 26 years without even making it to a conference championship game. That is brutal. That is tragic in a sports sense that they haven't been able to do that. Now, Spurs fans, if we want to get excited about Tim, Tony, and Manu, guess what? We're still getting these guys into the Hall of Fame. Manu Ginobili will will, will be in the Hall of Fame soon. Tony Parker will be soon. Uh, Tim just got in recently. It's it's still fresh in our minds because those those banners are still new. Those band, the, you know, the 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 Hall of Fame inductions are are still forthcoming. I would say after they all get inducted, yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't go back on that. We shouldn't go back and say, "Hey, man, we got five rings." Now I've said this before: twenty six years, that's a long time. If Spurs fans are still saying, "Yeah, well, how many rings does your team got?" and it's the year twenty forty, if I'm doing that at age sixty one. I would 100% agree with Pledger here that Spurs fans are sounding like Cowboy fans. But I still love those banners that the Spurs have at the AT&T Center. 
the 1999, the 2003, Cowboys the 05, 07, 14. Yeah, but none of them have a two in the front of the year, right? None of it's happened in the 21st century. You only need to be, you could be in elementary school or middle school here in San Antonio and still remember the Spurs title runs. So it's just recently within the last two years that the Spur- Cowboys fans have gotten old about what they bring up at, all the time? I would say that I would say that right around year 20, it got amplified. It got really amplified. But uh, Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656-ESPN. Gary is on line one. Gary, are Spurs fans sounding like Cowboy fans these days? Not at all. Not at all. Listen, when you think about Cowboys fans, yeah, they're living off of past glory and, and, and all of that that goes with it. Spurs fans, we realize the contribution that the Spurs have had to the game. How many assistant coaches have left San Antonio to go get head coaching jobs other places? You don't hear that with the Cowboys. Also, I know it's a different sport. I, I get that. Also, the fact that the Spurs are good for the game of basketball, maybe not the business of the basketball. You see what I'm saying? So, so you can come to San Antonio and be successful in a fundamental system, whereas in Dallas, you have to be a star. In Houston, you have to be a star. Gary coming in strong. I loved your call, my man. Kielbasa Bacon phone lines again are open at 656-ESPN. Frank Valdez reaches out on Facebook, says, I see them on Twitter. That is Spurs Twitter out there basically saying we have five rings. The thing is, man, Pledge, is that I understand that you say that they that, that a lot of Sp- Cowboy fans are Spurs fans and that they intersect. I understand that. But not all are like that. I'm not a cowboy fan. But you and still point to I, the five. I, and I make I make fun of cowboy fans for making fun of or bringing up the nineties when I because it's been so long, dude. Eight years and twenty six years, two completely different things. Now I will put a, a line in the sand, William Barrett Travis style, Alamo reference to this whole debate here. Spurs fans, if we're saying this after fifteen years, so let's go ahead and say twenty twenty nine. Then, then, then we're looking stupid. We're looking stupid at that point, okay? Because all our players would have been retired. They would have all been put up to the rafters. They would have all been enshrined in the Hall of Fame. At that point, we can stop doing. We, we should stop doing that. But my goodness, Cowboy fans, if it hits thirty years, if it is the year twenty thirty, and it's been thirty five years since you guys won a title, those whole five Super Bowl rings. Because someone posted on Facebook right now, I didn't realize the titles expired. They kind of do over time. Over time, they kind of do. I don't want to hear about the LA Lakers talking about stuff that happened in in Minnesota. And I don't want to hear anything about the Celtics talking about when there's only eight teams in the NBA. Because all those Bill Russell titles, there were eight or nine teams in there. And one was from Syracuse. And one was from Kansas City. So, I mean, it changes. There, there are different eras and generations of sports. And Spurs fans, we should still... Spurs fans should still bask in the glory that was 2014 and 2007, 503, and 99. We should still bask in that because it was an era that just recently ended. That Spurs run, Tim, that Tim Duncan era, just ended five or six years ago. Yes. It's been recent. The, the, he, the, the wounds have not healed. The, the wounds of Kawhi Leonard have not healed yet. They're getting better. The Spurs have hope. The Spurs have hope. Gary Murphy, great point on Facebook. Also, the Spurs have never been touted as America's team. So I am simultaneously making Spurs fans proud 
and upsetting Cowboy fans, and they very well may be the same person. Here's the thing. You look at what Gary said and contributions to the game. Is there no greater contribution than what Jerry Jones has done for the game? Is there no greater contribution? Will McClay, every single offseason, is tried to be pried away like every single Spurs assistant coach, but instead has chosen to stay in Dallas with the Cowboys. Jerry Jones has done a fantastic thing for the NBA when it comes to the business of the game. When it comes to the business. He has made the players more money. He has made the NFL more money. Um, He's also made the game more expensive to go to. If you look at it that way, because more money means more problems. Um, Jerry Jones has been a positive thing to the NFL when it comes to money and finance. When it comes to what's on the field, the second he got rid of Jimmy Johnson, it, it, it all went downhill. And also, keep in mind, the first year that the salary cap was instituted in the NFL, the Cowboys won that title. It was back in 96, 95, 96 season, right? Then after that, when, when, the, when, the, when the, the playing field got level and a salary cap was instituted, Cowboys have not done anything since. And that is bad team management. We can all agree. Cowboy fans know this, man. Cowboy fans know that, and, and I hear this all the time in person, on Facebook, on Twitter, we're never going to win with the Joneses still owning this team. And I firmly believe that. If Jerry Jones is still there, Cowboys aren't going to win. Why why would we think that why would we think any other way? Because Stephen Jones is a bigger part of the team? Why? So what? Jerry Jones should never have been general manager of that team. That is the reason why they lose. It's not cap management and all that stuff. It's just it's nepotism. It's all sorts of things going on over there in Frisco that make this team not succeed. And and every year we buy into it. I bought into it this year. I fell into the trap. But again, as Quinn Hudson says, it's our year, baby. It's the Cowboys' year because they're going into a season with, you know, it, everything resets. We don't know what happens. We don't know who gets hurt. We don't know what happens throughout the season. The Cowboys are are are, are in the worst division in the NFL, are going to get a lot of wins simply because they're the only decent team in that division. They're going to make the playoffs, and chances are they're going to disappoint unless they make certain moves. That Bobby Wagner one, might be a very interesting one. Uh, Cowboy fans, what if you got worse on offense but better on defense? Made it a more balanced team. I think that would be a good thing for the Cowboys organization. Spurs back at it at the AT&T Center tonight. Tip off at 730 against the Minnesota Timberwolves. T-Wolves are a really, really interesting team. Uh, they're coming in with a record of 39-30. and 30, Have won eight of the last ten games. The T-Wolves are number seven in the West. Only a couple of games away from getting into that number six spot, which is what is needed to avoid the play-in tournament. Spurs coming in two games behind when it comes to that 10th spot for the, the play-in tournament. Um, we talked about this in the 12 o'clock hour. I think the Spurs are secretly tanking. I don't think the Spurs are going to win this game. And I think the Spurs are very happy going into the lottery with the seventh best chance of winning the lottery. I don't think they want to fall behind that because we've seen Sacramento play so poorly why would the spurs want to risk that number seven spot in the draft and use their 17 or 21 or whatever they get on the back end from toronto or boston why would we jeopardize that and 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 burn that capital just to move up in this draft because there's no one who believes that the spurs are going to draft three first rounders 
So what are we going to do with this? The great thing about it is, is that because I'm sick, it sounds like I'm upset. I'm very excited about the Spurs team. I'm very excited with the direction the team is going because the Spurs have cap space. The Spurs have a lot of money to spend. and But we have big questions to answer this offseason. Are we going to re-sign Lonnie Walker? Josh Richardson, what are we going to do with him? Spurs got him in the trade for Derek White from Boston. And Josh Richardson is showing that that dude can ball. And he has taken minutes from Lonnie Walker right now. He has taken money from, uh, taken taken uh, time rather from from Lonnie, from Primo, from Devin Vassell. Kilbasa Bacon phone lines are open at six five six ESPN. If you want to talk about the Spurs, six five six ESPN. I take a look at Josh Richardson, and I'm looking at him. We have we have him on contract for one more year, and everybody is saying, "Man, that could be another another uh, player that the Spurs could flip for another first rounder." Why? He fits into the system. Look at what DeJounte Murray, the eyes that DeJounte Murray has when he sees Josh Richardson do a good play. He beams. DeJounte Murray just lights up. And Josh Richardson's only 28 years old, can play the two, can play the three. He's a solid player, plays good defense. And if he's doing this well for the Spurs right now, Pledge, and he's only been with us for four or five weeks, Give him a whole offseason. Let's extend this guy. He's not going to be too much. I told you as soon as they acquired him, he was going to start taking Lonnie's job. And Lonnie, after his, what was it, five, six games that you got a little bit overexcited about? I'm not overexcited about it. No, I, I, you I, got very excited about I Lonnie. I am very excited about Lonnie Walker. I'm still, I still buy Lonnie Walker stock. But he went back to being Lonnie Walker. He got sick, games. dude. It, 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 he got sick. He missed a game also because of an illness. When you're trying to play sick, and if you're all congested and whatnot, I'm not going to hold that against him. If he's doing that next week, we can have that conversation. Okay. But if he's sick and he's on the court, I mean, what are you going to do? I know you say, well, what about Jordan flu game? Well, he's not Jordan. He's not Michael Jordan. But he's it's not Lonnie just Walker. Him. There are a lot of people that have flu games. Again, if you're trying to Jordan's say Jordan's the most historic of them, you shouldn't be playing if you have the flu. Okay, let's just. Kind of call it what it is, but man, you know, uh, Minnesota is a very interesting team because they come in here uh, with a very a very young roster. This is a team that the Spurs can emulate. We've talked about Memphis. We've talked about Cleveland. There are some of these small market teams out there that are rebuilding through the draft, through quality free agents. You know, they got Anthony Edwards, who was the number one pick in the draft a couple of years ago, so obviously he's a good player. Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, that's somebody the Spurs could maybe try to try to try to go after in the offseason. Uh, you know, you've got Russell. They have a very interesting team. The Spurs could go toe-to-toe with them. If the Spurs are trying to win this game, they can win this game. But I am not expecting it. Again, tip-off is at 730. I was concerned because the Spurs benched uh they spent uh, they benched Keldon Johnson and DeJounte Murray and Yaka Pertl. And again, why bench those three players twice in a week and a half or twice in two weeks? If you're trying to make the play-in tournament. They were just coming off the all-star break for crying out loud. Why are we benching these guys? I think it's because we're trying to lose. I think it's because we're not trying to make the play-in tournament. We're trying to be a top eight pick in the draft this year. That's my personal opinion. You might say, oh no, Spurs don't tank. I hear that all the time. Spurs don't tank. Spurs don't tank. Pledger hears that all the time. We're on on Twitter. At I am Pledger. At Mike ESPNSA. We do not tank. The players are not tanking. 
Keldon Johnson doesn't tank. Lonnie Walker doesn't tank. DeJounte Murray, none of those guys tank. But I tell you what, if they are benching these players when they are healthy, if they're benching these players when they're one game away from the play-in tournament, there's got to be a reason for it. There's got to be a reason. You want to keep them fresh for the postseason. Got to keep them fresh for, for, no, for, for when they're not playing, right? That's what you're saying. But again, the Spurs are two games back right now. Spurs have three first-round draft picks as of right now. They're currently at 7, 17, and 21. Um, no one expects the Spurs to draft three players. That's three guaranteed contracts there. The Spurs do have the room to absorb that, I would assume. Uh, but why, I mean, the Spurs franchise, especially with Pop out there, if Pop is going to maintain his coaching position out there, why would they? Why would he ha- want to have three rookies out there? He doesn't like playing them too often. He doesn't have that history. I'm surprised, pleasantly surprised, that Primo has gotten so much run that he's had. And a lot of people right now are coming at me going, well, Joshua Primo is struggling right now. Dude, that's what happens to rookies. Rookies do not play well the back half of the season. We saw that with Keldon Johnson. We saw that with, with Devin Vassell. They hit a wall. Their, their bodies are not used to playing this many games this frequently for this long. Colleges are only are only playing for 35 games in a season. This is an 82-game season. And plus, Primo's not only with the team, but he's being shuttled back and forth from Austin. It's a very unique position to have a 19-year-old be in. But this Spurs team is still very, very young. I'm still optimistic about this team because we have the cap space, because we have the draft capital. But man, again, Spurs back in action tonight, 7.30 against the T-Wolves. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk more about March Madness. I'm super excited about March Madness, and we'll tell you how you can party with us and be part of the action with us. And also, I got duped. I got suckered by a movie trailer. It is false advertising, but I still like the movie. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Twin Peaks is, is excited to announce the kickoff of their $2 million bracket challenge presented by Dos Equis. Just go to www.twinpeaksbracketchallenge.com. Submit your bracket for all games in the men's college basketball tournament between March 13th and March 17th at 11 a.m. That's the deadline. Speaking of which, you can join us Thursday and Friday over mm-hmm. at Twin Peaks. We'll be at the 151 and 410 location uh, on Thursday. We'll be doing halftime there and the Blitz, so we'll be there from 12 to 7 in total. And then we're also going to be at the Park North location on Friday, also from 12 to 7. So looking forward to seeing everybody out there. Come watch the games with us. And read the one right after that one. While, while, oh, you're, yeah, the while term- you're entering brackets. Oh, yes. Yeah, San Antonio Sports Star Bracket Mayhem. The tournament field is set to play this week. Fill out a bracket at sasportstar.com and register for a chance to win $1 million if you have a perfect bracket. Very nice. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. On the go at sasportstar.com. We're also on Facebook and YouTube right now. Hey, uh, taking a look at the odds of winning the March Madness, winning the, the actual tournament, someone's going to make money because there are no big favorites when it comes to this tournament. That's the best part of March Madness, the fact that there is not a runaway favorite. 
we watch college football and you know sometimes people complain about the format first it was the bcs and then we have this this uh this committee that that picks the the final four if you will and now there's an expansion of teams some people wanting eight teams six teams 12 teams whatever the case may be but basketball is the one that does it right okay and i know texas a&m fans right now are pissed off because they got snubbed and that's probably the biggest snub of any team that is that is not in this tournament. But what I like about this tournament is the fact that you have these mid-major conferences out there that send out their best team, whoever the best team that won the conference tournament out there. So is Texas A&M, there's 68 teams in this tournament. Is Texas A&M one of the 68 best teams? Obviously. They're one of the 40 best teams in college basketball. But again, we have automatic qualifiers in here because, again, Texas A&M Corpus Christi has a chance of making the tournament because they won their conference. Texas State got burned on the Sun Belt. They had a chance of winning the Sun Belt. They got burned early. So what's great about it is that it gives all of these mid-major teams the ability to have a chance to win a national title. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, man, because, you know, I'm taking a look at the odds right now. Gonzaga right now is the favorite at seven to two, basically three and a half to one odds. Kentucky is at six and a half to one odds. So is Arizona. And then it's double digits for Duke and Kansas at 11 to one. The defending champions, Baylor Bears at 12 to one. They're 12 to one with the six best chance odds of winning a national title. They're a one seed. They are a one seed. There's nothing to say that Baylor can't just run it back again. That's at 12 to one. Auburn at 14, Villanova at 18, Purdue at 19, and look at those Texas Tech Red Raiders at 23 to 1 odds to win the national title. Again, the first game start tomorrow, but it really goes into full swing on Thursday. And again, we'll be out at Twin Peaks 151 and 410 for Thursday's games. We'll be at the Park North location on Friday for Friday's games. Come watch it with us. Come come be part of the show because our show will be broadcast live, halftime from 12 to 2, and the Blitz. From four to seven. Again, the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open if you want to talk about any of our topics today. David is on line one and wants to talk about Friday's party over at Slackers. What's going on, David? Okay, so we're here and we're, we're me and my crew are listening to the Blitz and they're uh, they're ragging the acquired taste again, saying <laughs> that you're going to try to steal it for your birthday party. Yeah. And we thought, you know what? We're going to take it to the next level. So we go by the next. We go by Shipley's when they're closing. Buy up all the cinnamon rolls and cinnamon twists at closing. We head over to Twin Peaks. We set up our donuts, waiting for the acquired taste to show up, which obviously he didn't. So I'm sitting there. Oh no, no! <laughs> so, so me and the crew are sitting there, and these guy, all these guys, come start walking in. So we're thinking they're there for the contest, you know, and, you know, to watch the show because they showed up around 345, 4 o'clock. No, there's a giant comic book uh, trade going on next door. There's a comic book store next to the Slackers. I didn't know that. So now um, shout out to all the comic book, uh, you know, people and because they can put you in your place nice. so politely. You know, I'm here telling them, you know, hey, you know, I, 
I'm a DC guy. You know, I grew up DC. I didn't, you know, there's no way any uh, Avenger person could beat Superman or Batman. And they politely told me, well, facts are facts. Let's look at what the highest grossing movies are. Oh, scoreboard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, David, I, I just want to make sure I heard this correctly, okay? Because I'm still under the weather. I'm still sick. You guys were showing up to support me and Halftime for my birthday on Friday, and I bailed oh, because I was crap, sick. Crap, that's where I was leading a crap load of, of comic book guys. Eight, you know, ate their fill of cinnamon twists and cinnamon rolls. David should have gone to the, they, they were supposed to be your party, but that's okay. Da David, if you, if you want to go to Twin Peaks on Thursday, I promise I'll be there and I will get you a beer of your choice, man. Bring your boys. I'll get the first round, man. I promise you out there. I'll be there on Thursday at uh, Twin Peaks. This is the one on 151 and 410. We'll be there from 12 to 2, but I'll stick around again because uh, the Blitz is going from 4 to 7. But reach out to Pledger. Get my contact info because I do not want to do that again. I really do appreciate the sentiment. Uh, again, it was my 45th birthday over the weekend. I was going to hijack Ryan Eagle's party. Uh, but, uh, man, I, I'll be honest with you. These guys at the San Antonio Sports Star, especially on a weekend, they party hard, man. These guys are professional partiers. And we're talking Jason Minix and Pledger. These guys can drink. And, oh, my God, Ryan Nagel can be a fish from time to time. Love all of these guys. But they know how to party. And they put me to shame. They put Rudy J to shame because we, we look at each other like, man, we drink and we like to drink. But these guys take it to a different level. But, uh, man, uh, I, I've been ill the last uh, week and a half or so. I'm hoping to beat this. I've got... Uh, I've had about 40, 40 ounces of hot tea, but I appreciate you guys listening, man. Uh, David, thank you so much for being out there. But you know what? Again, meet me out there on Thursday. I'll be there from 12 to 2 and uh, reach out to Pledger as well uh, and, and give them a heads up that uh, you're on your way and I'll be sure to be out there. But uh, thank you again, man. Uh, that, that, means, that means a lot. That means a lot, Pledge. Hey, uh, Pledge, let's talk about some false advertising. Oh, do you, you feel slighted? You enjoyed the Batman movie. Oh, that was not false advertisement. That was phenomenal. So last, uh, so yesterday, my wife asked me, um, you know, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I said, you know, I'm still feeling a little bit weak, you know, a little ill. So let's just go ahead and watch a movie. And we'd, we'd gone bowling the day before, which was fun. Uh, then we went to the movies and um, I was going to want to watch Batman, but there's two reasons why we didn't watch it. Was One was because my daughter, Gabby, who's in town from LSU, she saw it the night before with her mom. And then on top of that, I looked at the, the runtime and I reminded my wife that this is a three hour long movie, man. And, you know, we've got three kids in there, one special needs, one who's nine years old. They're not going to want to watch this movie for three hours. And my daughter, my little one, Ava, she's a Spider-Man girl. She loves Spidey. Mm -hmm. She's not a big Batman fan, at least not yet. So we're taking a look at it. And we saw this trailer for a movie starring Channing Tatum called Dog. And I saw a commercial again last night where it was called the number one comedy yeah. in the U.S. Looks like a comedy. Lies. What? All of it lies. This is not a comedy. It is a drama above among dramas. What? It is not funny. But the dog eats this car. I know. It eats the, uh, it eats the seat. Yeah. This was not a comedy. This is complete false advertising. Now... 
The movie was good. Okay? It was a good movie. But this is not a movie to take your kids because just the content of what's going on in there. Channing Tatum stars as uh, someone essentially who has PTSD, who's trying to take a dog to a funeral, right? He's being asked by the military to take this dog over to to this funeral, and the military would help him get a job or or give recommend make recommendations for him. And it's about the journey of going to this funeral, and and all the hijinks and craziness and wackiness that happens along the Sounds way. Sounds a lot like a comedy. Sounds like a comedy was definitely not a comedy. My wife and I looked at each other mortified about an hour into it going, I cannot believe we brought our kids to this. What? This was not funny. And it was, you know, there was sexual scenes to it all. There were, um, you know, there was a, a lot of humor that was, you know, a little lewd. Uh, but it was still a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a very important movie. If they had put this down as a patriotic movie or to, to, to appeal to that, then I would get it. Especially, I told my teenage daughter as we were walking out, I was saying this is an important movie because, especially in San Antonio, we're military city USA. We have people from Fort Sam and from, and from uh, Camp Bullis and, and we have Lackland and we have all of the different installations around here. And I know people who suffer from PTSD who have been in combat. And uh, a good friend of mine, um, you know, he had a, a, a moment, if you will, uh, when, when he was with me one time. And it's something that I'll never forget. Uh, but this movie is very good. It's very important. But I have no idea why the studios are pitching it as a comedy when it is not a comedy. It is a very dramatic, uplifting movie that's important. But it ain't no comedy. I mean... Probably should have saw the Batman. Did you call it the Batman? Like the fa- the Facebook? Or is it called the Batman? No, it's called the Batman. That's the name of the movie. Tanner Carlson, who's our Rock the Mic champion, posted on Twitter the other day that if you only know Robert Pattinson as the guy from from uh, Twilight, he wants no yeah no movie review from you. Get off my mentions. Okay, first of all, I don't see Robert Pattinson as the guy from Twilight. I've never seen Twilight. I see him as the guy that got dumped by the girl from Twilight. That's all I know of him. I, what other movies has he been on that I should watch? And I'm not, I'm not being mean about it. Is there something else that I should watch along the way? Uh, he won an Oscar for The Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe. Never heard of it. It was a fantastic movie. Uh, was it Cosmopolitan? Cosmopolitan? Something like that. Uh, it was... A incredibly well done movie, Tenet. He plays in Tenet. I've heard that one. Um, he has been in a lot of great movies since Twilight. Now, like Andrew Garfield, who was one of the Spideys, I've seen a lot of his movies. You know, Social Network. Um, you know, he was in uh, that movie where it was uh, uh, Hacksaw Ridge. He was in very good movie. But I, I, I don't know why. But Robert Pattinson has been a, an actor that I've kind of avoided for the most part not that i'm trying to like like outwardly avoid but it's just one of those ones that um i just never came across you mentioned willem dafoe i mean he's from spider-man as well so uh, and that is the creepiest looking guy that is in hollywood and he's been the creepiest looking guy since the 80s but now that i think about it pledge i don't have a movie to review this wednesday 
because I've been ill, I haven't thought about it. So reach out to us. We're on Facebook right now and on YouTube. What movie should I do? Now, there is someone who reached out to me on Twitter. I believe it was Chris Villasenor who says that I should go back and do an 80s movie because last week I did Blade and Blade was a late 90s movie. They're like, no, 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 no. We like it more nostalgic. We want to go back into the 80s. So the last movies I've done were Blade, Terminator 1 and 2. I did Officer and a Gentleman. I did The Warriors. But I need another movie to review for this Wednesday. James Holborn reaches out on Facebook and says, Tusk, never heard of it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll consider that one. Or should I put it on a poll? What do you think, Pledge? I mean, in true Jimenez fashion, can you do a movie review without a poll? We shall see. We're going to put a bow on the show on the other side. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Jason Minnick. You're listening to San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Win tickets to see the opening round of the Valero Texas Open on the Blitz all week long. Jason and Joe will have it. Their shows from 4 to 7 today on the San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to Halftime. It's been a fun show. A couple of uh, news and notes before we go. It was so weird seeing Kevin Garnett's jersey retired this past weekend. So normally when I think of Kevin Garnett, I picture him as a Minnesota Timberwolf. He played most of his career there. But he played six seasons with the Boston Celtics, and this weekend he had his jersey retired. Kind of interesting because I do you picture him as a T Wolf or do you do you picture him as a uh, as a Celtic? I mean, probably like initial thought. I know he spent most of his time in Minnesota, but I think of him as a Celtic. He won a title there. He did win a title there. He but was, that was the main reason too. Yeah, it was back in the day with Paul Pierce. Who was the other third one? It was a Chauncey Billups. Was right. Ray. It was Ray Allen. That's right. So you take a look at that, man. He had a, a, a you know, he, he brought glory to Boston. So fantastic, right? But it's so weird because I, I see him still, probably because of how old I am, as being a young guy. And, and one of my favorite things about... He was a high schooler. He was a high schooler, but, I, but as a young guy playing for Minnesota, I remember the comments that he made about Tim Duncan uh, most recently. It was great when he was talking about how easy it was to talk trash to people, but how Tim Duncan would get back at him. And would not get rattled. But Tim Duncan would say things like, nice try. Maybe next time. Got you. Got you. <laughs> and stuff like that. And Garnett was saying that, that he didn't realize that, that it was brutal hearing that from Tim Duncan. Because Tim Duncan didn't get rattled. But he inst- instead, he rattled Garnett. Because Garnett was, was getting off of his game when he was trying to get Duncan off of his. But uh, fantastic. I guess, I suppose, congratulations to Kevin Garnett. Minnesota Timberwolf, great, and also Boston Celtics, great. Speaking of the T-Wolves, they're back in action against the Spurs tonight. AT&T Center, 7.30. I'm assuming DeJounte, Keldon, and Porter will play. When I say Shaq, what do you think of? I think of Lakers. But he was originally a Magic. Right, but he was with the Magic for a handful of years. Garnett played more than a decade combined. He had two two stints with Minnesota. When I think of Robert Ory. Or when I say uh, Robert Ory is a bad one because I, I can picture him as a spur, as a rocket, but he spent and as a the most of his time with the Rockets. Yeah, but that was the early part of his career. You know that that's what the the years where Jordan wasn't there, uh, the that that two year gap there where they got those titles. Steve Nash. Steve Nash. That's an interesting one. I picture him as a son because that's where he won his MVPs, but he was also with the Mavericks for many years. I think of him as a Maverick. You do? I do. Wow, you know, if, uh, if him and Dirk never got broken up, 
What could have been? What could have been? Hey, a quick note. Uh, former San Antonio Mission star Fernando Tatis Jr. is out three months. He plays a shortstop for the San Diego Padres. Had 42 home runs in 130 games last season. This may stem from a motorcycle accident he had in December. They're not saying that specifically, but let's just put two and two together. He signed a $330 million contract last off season. So uh, we hope he heals better. We hope he heals. Fernando Tatis, when I went back to missions games, I'm not a big fan of Major League Baseball, but I like going to games, and I love going to missions games. And it was so cool being able to point out Tatis to my family and saying, that guy is going to be a star. We're going to be able to look back in time and say that we saw Fernando Tatis play for the San Antonio Missions, and it was good times. Yeah, Tatis is a baller. It stinks that he's going to start the season injured, but for us, the Astros will be without one of their starting pitchers as well. Lance McCullough is going to start the season injured. You sign a $330 million contract, you get off motorcycles. That should just be part of it. I wonder if that's part of his contract. I mean, there are clauses out there that can get you out. Ben Roethlisberger still rode motorcycles. Remember, he got in a wreck after yeah, he signed his deal. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely stupid. But again, Tatis Jr. out three months for the Padres. Hope he gets better. Hey, again, go come out and watch halftime. We're going to be over at Twin Peaks on 151 and Westover Hills, the 410 location, on Thursday. Come watch the games with us. We'll be doing halftime there from 12 to 2 and the Blitz from 4 to 7. And we're also going to be at the Park North location again on Friday for Friday's games. Come watch the big dance with us. But this has been fun. Jason and Joe will be here for, at 4 o'clock for halftime. For the Blitz, rather, this is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250.